leading a startup team, whether you're delivering a sugar rush, stocking coffee, or getting a regular delivery of snacks, Office Depot has solutions that fit every startup culture, from getting those first business cards in stationery to ordering fleece pullovers with your new logo. To learn how Office Depot and the California Technology Council have partnered to bring you savings on all of these startup essentials and more, go to californiatechnology.org forward slash member benefits. I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. Brexit, the United Kingdom's plan to withdraw from the European Union, carries a long list of unintended consequences, one of which is the decision to relocate the European Medicines Agency. As many as 20 cities are competing to become the new home of the drug regulator. We spoke to Rory Mullen, International Investment Executive for IDA Ireland, about Dublin's efforts to woo the EMA, the process going forward, and why it's viewed as an economic prize. Rory, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. We're going to talk about Brexit, the European Medicines Agency, and Dublin's efforts to get the agency to relocate to the Irish capital. Let's start with Brexit itself. The United Kingdom's decision to withdraw from the European Union brings with it many unintended consequences or things that supporters may not have worked through when they voted. Do we know for a fact that the EMA will be relocating from London? And if so, what kind of a timetable is it on? Uh, certainly the EU has made clear that the, the, the agencies of the European Union cannot remain in companies that leave. Um, the British government has has has, has Stated that they would be prepared to keep it if 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 they could and they would like to, but uh, the the union has made it clear that that's not going to happen. The time frame, obviously, the European Medicines Agency, which employs over nine hundred people, and is responsible for the safety and efficacy of the drugs that are being sold in the European Union, is a very very important agency, and the the the, the European Union has made its um, intentions clear that they intend to. Uh, to, to make the decision quite quickly, and I think it will certainly October of this year is the timeline that has been stated. So although the UK doesn't have to leave the European Union for two years, that uh, we know in uh, in less than six months' time where that's where the, where the, the the proposed location for the European Medicines Agency would be. From an economic development point of view, what what do they represent in terms of jobs and space needs and economic impact? In terms of it, 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 it is it is probably the single most important agency in the European Union. They have 900 direct employees from all over the European Union. They'd be looking at about um, uh, 200,000 square feet. There's about 30,000 bed nights of uh, people coming in uh, for meetings every year. So for whatever city that wins it, which obviously is a huge economic impact. Um, as well as that, obviously, for, for companies, both within the European Union and from outside, 
the fact that the regulatory agency is there, that has driven a lot of the Japanese and the U.S. companies to, to place their international regulatory functions or their European regulatory functions into the, in, in, into the, into London around the area. So there's that ancillary benefit, which is a little bit more difficult to quantify, but it certainly, I'd say it is, it, 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 it would have a huge impact on the uh, economic impact on whatever city it, it is relocated to. Who will ultimately be making the decision about the relocation of the AMA, and, and has any sort of review process been established? Actually, just today, I haven't had, um, today or yesterday, I haven't had uh, time to go through the proposals in detail, but the European um, Commission has uh, outlined the, 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 the process they'd like to see in place, and they've outlined the areas in which they will uh, Conduct the analysis and make the recommendation to the uh, to the to the Council of the European Union, which is the Prime Minister of all the member states. So, regardless of what the economic facts is, this will be decided in a in a, in a, in that it will be a political decision by the uh, individual Prime Ministers of all of the European Union countries meeting together to decide holistically, looking at everything that has that that has to happen where that location will be. Is there a clear understanding of what the EMA will be seeking and what criteria will be used to evaluate new locations? Yes, as I said, they, 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 they've just published that continuity of service, um, the uh, seamless transition, um, the um, continuing operation of the agency to ensure the safety of European Consumers. They will be the prime drivers. Um, they have acknowledged that um, other political uh, dimensions and the fact to, um, to have agencies evenly dispersed across the European Union and the fact they have made reference to the fact that um, although um, in, with the accession of new members about a decade ago that they would look favorably on, 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 on locating new agencies in those countries as they obviously don't have any of the, the, the the existing ones they did then reference the fact that this is not a new agency location decision, it's the relocation of an existing agency. So those criteria have just recently been published by the by the, by the European Union. Well, Ireland, in, in part because of the attractive tax rates, has wooed many pharmaceutical companies to the country. How successful has it been in attracting companies and what kind of a pharmaceutical industry presence is there now? Okay. Well, uh, we've been... Um, attracting pharmaceutical companies for almost 50 years into Ireland, and we have a very strong manufacturing manufacturing base. Um, nine of the top 10 big pharma companies have significant manufacturing operations in Ireland. Traditionally, we were a large manufacturer. We were a large, uh, a lot of companies had uh, API, small molecule manufacturing sites, and uh, also tableting plants. In recent years, that's a very strong, secure, established business. In recent years, we've seen over 10 billion of investment in new biologics, new large molecule manufacturing uh, projects, both drug substance and drug product. And as that global capacity is continuing to uh, to, 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 to to tighten, we expect to see more investment in that area. And traditionally, the sort of regulatory functions and the commercial function have, um, a lot of them have gone to the UK and have gone to Switzerland. We've recently been successful in attracting those as well. Novartis, um, the Swiss company have established a, 
uh, commercial commercial support and, and digital marketing operation in Dublin that has wrapped up to about 600 people over the last couple of years. Um, we've a lot of the smaller companies that don't have their own manufacturing establishing their international operations centre or technical operations centres in Dublin, managing their third-party manufacturing, managing their QA, their QC, and their some of their, their CMC regulatory functions. And we're confident that regardless of where the EMA does relocate to, it means companies are going to have to in, 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 in look at how their uh, their footprint of regulatory affairs and commercial operations is going to operate within the European Union. So we are confident that we will be able to compete for, 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 for a lot of those new activities as companies. They will obviously keep their, they will need to keep um, operations in within the UK, which is that, uh, which is, which with 60 million people is probably the second market, second largest market in the EU. But they might also need to have pan EU functions elsewhere, and we'll certainly be looking to to promote uh, Ireland as a location for those. What would the addition of the EMA mean to Dublin and, and Ireland? And do you think it would help you attract additional pharmaceutical and metal device companies? I think it would certainly help in the the, the earlier stages of the uh, the development and regulatory affairs activities. We, we're very, very strong on the manufacturing, both in, in medical device and small molecule pharmaceuticals and biopharmaceuticals. And really, to go back earlier to that earlier stage, the drugs that are in the clinic and that, um, the, the liaison with the regulators there, I think it would help in, 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 in that regard. Um, we obviously have a very well-regarded uh, regulator in Ireland, the HPRA, and uh, we are confident that it really would be the least disruptive option for the European Union and that it is the least disruptive option because obviously with Dublin only a, a 40 minute flight from London even if, if people the, the existing um, the existing staff who commit to a, to a five-year term at the agency if they want to see those out and was, was not relocating the families that would obviously be very feasible it, it being so close and then the the, and it being the same language as the as the EU, and it's that the the, the lack of risk and the, the the being able to ensure the continuity of service to ensure the safety of 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 of, of, of European consumers is really what our bid hinges on. Beyond drug companies and medical device companies, are you seeing interest from things like law firms and other support businesses to to relocate uh, into the EU to to Ireland? Certainly, we are. I mean, from a from a, a holistic Irish government point of view, um, we do not want the UK to leave the European Union. The UK is, uh, along with the US, one of our largest trading partners. We've obviously a lot of shared history. We work very well together on a lot of issues at a European Union level. We'd be on the same side of the table. They'd be one of our strongest allies and given an excellent and close relationship with the UK. We do not want them to leave the EU. But given that they have made that decision, we will certainly be seeking to compete and are already seeing interest across the, the key areas um, in financial services, in, in, in life sciences, and in the technology space. We've seen that companies can't wait to see what the results of the two-year negotiations are going to be and that they are... Um, they are... Um, making their decisions now because they can't afford to take the risk. A good example would be Almac, which is a, a, one of the largest uh, CDMO 
development and, 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 and packaging uh, CDMOs for, for clinical trial distribution. They're, they're based in Northern Ireland, which will obviously remain part of the UK. Well, already their customers are saying to them, oh, what happens in two years' time? We also, we need to, we will need to be able to, to release and distribute um, clinical trial products from within the European Union as well as within the UK. So they announced earlier this year already that they're going to open an operation in Dundalk, north of Dublin, which is just uh, is only 30 miles from their Northern Ireland facility. But they, they need to be able to say to their customers, look, we can ensure a continuity of service to you both in the UK and within the European Union, regardless of what happens in terms of the exit negotiations from the UK. English is the language of the EMA, but it does serve a, a multilingual population. Is there any workforce issues you face in terms not only of skills but language? No, I think particularly in the technology sector over the last 20 years or so, we have um, developed a, a very strong base as a multilingual, multi-jurisdiction operational center for those technology companies. Google employ over 60 different nationalities in, 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 in Dublin and their 4,000 people and uh, speaking over, over 70 languages. Um, the European Union is, has, is, 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 is one unified labor market. So if you're, we have people from France, from Germany, as well as our own capable language capabilities of our own uh, existing citizens. We have, uh, we have, because of the quality of life in, 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 the excellent quality of life in Dublin, we have been able to be in a position to attract people from all over Europe and the developed all over the world to come live in Dublin. And certainly it's one of, been one of the biggest changes in my lifetime is that uh, one, in, uh, one, in, one in ten of all people working in, the island, in, 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 in Ireland now is, is born outside of Ireland and, uh, and the people working in the multinational multinational sector that's that that proportion is even higher so um it's something we 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 have successfully shown that we can do over the last 20 years particularly in that um IT development inside sales customer support space and we're confident that as as we we we'd be able to to uh do that also in the in the case of the European Medicines Agency relocating the EMA means relocating hundreds of workers is there any plan for the employees and housing and how you might work with them to address that? Um, we've, for the last um, five years now, we've been experiencing the highest growth in, in, in Europe. And we did, about 10 years ago, have a, 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 a severe property recession. So we are struggling with the, with the, to, to cope with that growth. But the government has specific initiatives in place to ensure that we build up the, 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 the residential capacity. At the moment, there's been a huge demand on the commercial side, so there's a, a lot of construction happening in, in Tottenham, but most of it is in the commercial side. With the, with the initiatives that the government is taking, we expect to see the deliverance of, uh, of, of more residential space over the, over the coming years, which uh, is very tight at the moment. Uh, Brexit may also represent the loss of a lot of EU research dollars to scientists now based in the UK. While we're talking about the EMA today, are, are you doing anything to capitalize on a potential brain drain out of the UK and attract scientists and research institutes to Ireland? Certainly, we're seeing that already. And I mean, there's, there's, and, uh, 
we are seeing one of the, I think it was a shock to a lot of the people, the, the, the Brexit vote was a shock to a lot of the, the people not born in the UK who are living there and it certainly caused them to, to assess their options. Our sister agency, Science Foundation Ireland, which uh, manages Ireland's research budget and primarily puts out to international tender um, uh, research projects in those key areas in life sciences, in, 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 in technology um, particularly, um, has definitely seen a, a, an interest in uh, a stronger interest from uh, scientists in the UK looking at, 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 at with those with European Union funded projects looking for a new home. And we've even seen it in the management positions on the pharmaceutical side. We've seen, uh, again, um, non-EU born uh, people working in the pharmaceutical industry looking at their options and, and looking for to to, 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 to to build their career somewhere where they where they where they have certainty and they they they, 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 they feel welcome. Uh, Ireland's not alone in hoping to woo the agency to its shores. Denmark, Italy, Sweden, Spain, France, Poland, Austria are, are said to be among the contenders. One report suggested there may be as many as twenty cities vying to become the home of the EMA. What's the case for Ireland? The case for Ireland is the we believe that it is the lowest risk option. It, we operate in the same language as the current location of the EMA. We have uh, the same legal system. We have a very strong strong manufacturing and regulatory base within the, the, the life sciences. And as I, as I mentioned earlier, we even from a staff retention point of view, it would be possible for, for staff to initially commute to as they, and, and, and leave their families where they are. So we, we really see the continuity of service that could, that the European medicine agency can offer to, to all of its stakeholders and the, the proven multilingual, multi-jurisdictional capability along with life science capability that, that makes Ireland the lowest risk option for this move. Rory Mullen, International Investment Executive for IDA Ireland. Rory, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.